Hey everybody, this is Mr. Todd. We're on Stories and Solutions. I think this is episode 47. We have a really cool special guest on a deep, deep subject. And uh, I've known this person for a long, long time. We're going to talk about adoption, motherhood, and like single motherhood, I guess, and just certain things that go along with it. So her name is Sylvia, and just wanted to say welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and having me on. Thanks for coming. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. So I obviously known each other how long? So about 25 years, maybe. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 That's a good thing to say. You've known somebody that long and you you still talk to them. Right. (laughs) I know it is. (laughs) Most of the people, if I, I, you know, I've known people a long, long time, but I I still know them. I just don't talk to them. Thanks for coming on. And uh, just so you know, uh, even though I said this before, but I'm sensitive to people who come on and open up. So I'm a person, obviously, you know, I open up slow. It's not for any other reason that I do this than to like try to heal people or like uh, create um, understanding or, um, you know, just hope like with other people. Mm-hmm. I believe like when you speak every day to people, you make a like a big impact. The best example I can use is I went to work, um, I think it was Friday, and I saw a lady that I see in the hallway and she works for the uh, Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hi, I said, hi, happy Friday. She said, you look happy. And I started laughing and I was like, I had a miserable day. <laughs> I said, I said, but I just came back from my walk from lunch. I said, it allowed me t- to have a different view, just walking down the street and having my headphones on and mm-hmm. not being in the murk, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was on Friday, I believe. And then, yeah, because then yesterday when I saw her, <laughs> she said, hey, you know what I did? She said, I went to lunch and I took a walk, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't have to watch Dr. Phil or Oprah. You know, she told me I I inspired her. And I thought, really? You know, like, mm-hmm. well, cool. You know, and that's kind of the purpose of the show. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I get inspired by people. I pass it on. Mm-hmm. No, I find the same thing too. Like in, in my life, it's kind of interesting how the universe works in that either I've met a lot of people in my life through just strange encounters not strange but just random encounters that way and it leads to like you know you talked to her last Friday then you talked to her again and you inspired her to do something and I have found myself on both ends to where I've been inspired to start something or or I've inspired someone to pursue something or to you know yeah and um so it's nice to be on both on either end of that, because I, it's a connection. It's yeah. a human connection. There was an impact made between two people, small impact, you know, just, yeah. just living your life. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. And this is why I can relate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I saw my chiropractor today and uh, had a really interesting conversation. And we talked about, I guess, pre COVID stuff. Cause that's the last time I saw him. Mm-hmm. And, um, conversation went somewhere but it was like about how life not only changed because of covid but your circle changed because of covid yes 
yeah. everything now for me is PC, like PC, pre-COVID or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be good or bad, but I mean, you know, like mm -hmm. I guess in the in the long run, like how you said, because I'm totally, well, you already know, but I'm an energy person, you know, mm -hmm. I, I am perceived as low energy, but I think I'm just kind of steady, you know? Yeah, steady <laughs> You have a steady flow. You yeah. know, you're not erratic. You're not like some people run really high and then they have their down days when they just stay home and can't, you know, yeah, interact. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I think that's the important part, kind of like engaging in a lot of self-care. Yeah, a lot of people So that you can that. maintain. See, you know what's cool is um, that you say that is a lot of people don't realize something. Well, when I got sick, when I got, had the relapse in July, uh, July 2nd, I started hearing that voice again. And it was simple stuff. It was like uh, when I talk to people and they say, oh, no, I got to go get this money or, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, in my head, you know, if you don't sit down because you're chasing something that isn't really giving you anything like tangible, mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. is going to sit you down. Mm -hmm. And whether that is your God or your energy mm -hmm. or your frequency that it still can peak and bottom out, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what's wrong with society. It's everybody feels like because they saw someone else do it, mm -hmm. you know, I can push myself to the limit. And I was one of those people, but it's like you push yourself to the limit because you're supposed to push yourself to the limit. You have to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you can also burn out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me, I learned, obviously, this didn't have anything to do. Well, I don't really know. But <laughs> but I don't think it had anything to do with exhaustion. But the mental aspect of it, that I could have not been able to, you know, I was supposed to be put on a ventilator. <laughs> and I'm like, no, right? I'm not going to yeah. do that. You know, trying to have me sign papers. That was scary to me. That made me say even before that, but it was more concrete. If I don't watch my energy. Who else is? No one else is. No yeah. one. Yeah, because people yeah. feed off your energy, mm -hmm. whether it's positive or negative. Yes. And and it's whatever whatever is convenient for them. Yes. And right. So yeah. so if you allow your energies to keep getting used, and you're not using them on yourself, you're gonna have a short. You're going to burn out, and you're yeah. going to become not only you know, emotionally and mentally exhausted because they're both very different things, mm -hmm. but also physically exhausted. And that, you know, manifests itself with like, you know, anxiety, panic attacks, uh, which, you know, I, I tend to do, or I, I used to have, it was much more common for me personally, mm -hmm. because I would not take the time because I had to do it all. I yeah. had to, you know, like I, I just, yeah, I have, I had a hard time asking for help and I had a hard time saying no. And I had a hard time, you know, just making time for myself in my life. Whereas if I don't take care of myself, <laughs> if I'm not here, then it's not a choice. Like it's exactly. not a choice. I have a little kid now yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and so that's not even a choice so it's almost kind of like because I love him and I need for him to know that he's going to be okay I life has made me realize that I am important and I have value and I need to make room in my own life 
for myself. Amen. Yeah. The whole time I was in the hospital, it has nothing to do with my wife, but mm-hmm. no, <laughs> you know, it's but the it personal like, choices we make. Yeah. If, you know, you know, the whole time I was there, I just kept thinking about my son and my daughter. And I kept thinking, who's going to tell them this? And how are they going to know this? And they're not going to know me. And what if I end up, you know, like the people I were seeing that were in the bed with the actual ventilator, I just, I just had the oxygen. Mm -hmm. Um, There were people that their arms were wailing like mine, but they looked way worse. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? And then there were people that everyone they introduced me to, they were like, oh, that person hasn't, has been like that for months. This person has been like, you know, and it was mm-hmm. depressed. It was depressing. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. And, right? I can't honestly. I can't imagine. It's easy for me to say, yeah, I'm sure, but I cannot imagine. You know, yeah. seeing it, being there, and seeing it like that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and then you know, I was in a room with someone that um, had a pancreatitis because he was drinking, and he was only like thirty. Mm-hmm. and they said like his pancreas like apparently he was in there like several times mm-hmm. and then he found out he had diabetes because he was drinking he was just messed up the whole time he I was there he was talking to me like because you know I couldn't sleep and mm-hmm. him up all night because there's you know poking you and stuff he towards the end of my days he said to me you know I don't normally do this I'm kind of a loner and if you're okay with it, can I get your number? Because I really like talking to you. And he was like, you, you made me feel okay. And you can see in his face, like he was lost, you mm-hmm. know? And here I am thinking, damn, I'm lost. Cause I was in there thinking I have no power. Like I couldn't do anything, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, anything. And it was just, I had no control of my, my motor skills. My brain was about the only thing working and that had I still have glitches but that had glitches I couldn't see out of my left eye I could barely breathe at times it was just terrible right this Mm -hmm. guy yeah this guy he's looking at me as strong yeah and he's you know what almost 20 years younger than me Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there thinking like wow you know I still didn't think oh I'm something great I thought this is my purpose that I'm here Mm -hmm. and and we connected and that can make this guy feel better. This guy's yeah. making me feel better. Like you said, it just keeps doing mm-hmm. this. And that whole thing made me like fight just to, to, to get better because they were like, you know, you're not going to walk. And I stood up. <laughs> yeah. I mean? For you, maybe a reassurance. I don't know. I would see it that way. <laughs> Is that as scary as the situation you were in was, even there, you were still not alone. There were still other people there with you with the same yeah. struggle. And so many times we feel we're alone and we feel that no one's going to understand. Many people, I feel, tend to self-isolate because, you know, it's like you don't want to appear weak. You don't want to appear like you cannot handle your life or your situation. Yeah. And then when you actually start sharing with people in the lunchroom, in line at pavilions there's some people who really needed to meet you that day oh yeah you know what i mean (laughs) whatever you believe in like yeah yeah it doesn't have to be god but you know like whatever you believe in Mm -hmm. um, the universe energy yeah yeah. buddha whoever it is 
you yeah. know there's yeah to say that it's Something all over random there. chaos I, yeah. I i now it's so funny because that's just because i was thinking about this earlier it's how i used to question the existence of god and the purpose of our lives a lot when i was very young and now after everything that life you know has been for me i have my faith in 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 god my faith in the universe in that life works out the way it's supposed to and that there is something there there is a god there there is a universe whatever you want to call it an energy that is purposeful we all have a purpose, a purpose. and a meaning in this life yeah. <laughs> every one of us what made you doubt the existence and then what made you come back to it i think it was probably back you know it's it was a lot of uh lack of self-awareness and lack of life experience okay you know i i was i grew up pretty um sheltered i want to say and then i married uh pretty young and i feel that to a degree that relationship kept me sheltered too <laughs> you know um no, I get you. I actually yes. feel guilty about mine sometimes because it's the same <laughs> dynamic. So yeah, and so so I didn't have a lot of life experience. I was very close-minded. I didn't take the time to understand that other people had different life experiences and different life opportunities and that you know, I, I wasn't a terrible horrible person but i just didn't you know i wasn't aware of a lot of things in life um so there was a lot of like oh boohoo right like why me why isn't my life working out blah 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 blah, blah right okay. a lot of that <laughs> and now i'm like oh hell no like i'm like so <laughs> blessed and so lucky like you have no idea <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? I, so yeah I, i'm glad I, it's nice to hear <laughs> <laughs> because i come from another world as you know i mean i still think i'm blessed in the sense of there's people worse than me right mm -hmm. um but i still look at other people that i know some people that we know mm -hmm. that how do i say it constructively so like if you're a person that you say oh i only have this 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 and this and those things you mentioned you didn't have to work for mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. And but they allow you to get all this other stuff, mm -hmm. right? That's going to make someone else that's working hard. And I'm trying to make this relatable. So, like, if you say the people go, Oh, there's loan forgiveness, what the hell? I paid my loans, I yeah. worked, and right. And then there's other people who are like, Who cares? Like, you know, you shouldn't cry about it. It's not your money. I'm getting free money. So, what? Mm -hmm. But it becomes a debate about like uh, merit who you are as a person and it's not to say that you should still pay it but you can do something nice for someone because you got a break which is paying it forward mm -hmm. right so like if somebody paid off my loans because i went into starbucks and they said you know what uh i'm gonna hand you this envelope and i open it up and it's a hundred grand and i'm like what are you doing i just want you to have it right and i'm able to pay off my loans yeah right and then i have so now that allows me to do more with what you have right so mm -hmm. then i'm the type of person even if it's 10 percent, i'm gonna go and do something for another cause another person 
something, mm-hmm. you know? So if I was given a hundred thousand, I may give somebody 10,000. Yeah. Right. That is energy flow still to me, you know? And I think even if it's not a monetary kind of like mm-hmm. you got, you, you know, you got it, you paid off whatever it is. The fact that that stress is lifted off of you and you become a diff- you it changes it changes your person because you don't have that hanging over you you know right right it makes you a happier person to a degree who's actually able to if you don't give back monetarily but you give back with who you become oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's, that's a beautiful thing yeah and the reason why I was I connected with you really fast was I was thinking, yeah, when you when you know, um, what's his name? It's Fifty Cent's son. I mean, this mm-hmm. dude getting dragged through the mud. But, no, yeah, that's crazy. Oh, I, you, you heard yeah, about it? No, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I was like, what's wrong with this kid? Like, I'm sitting there thinking, look, if I was making eighty four thousand a year, doing nothing, mm-hmm. that means I have three hundred sixty five days mm-hmm. to do what I wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. you're like you said your essence will shine because you don't have a weight on your back mm-hmm. of how do i it's you're flying going like this <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah like, like how do i how do i move out of this state when the rent and the mortgages are so high and that stress yeah right so you yeah. don't shine as much because it's it's kind of it's hanging Co- over it's you. Covered. You know yeah, it's there. Yeah, you're covered with with stress, mm-hmm. and, right? But then you have someone say, "Hey, I'm I'm moving out of California. I'm wealthy. You can buy my house for half price." I mean, I know it's something ridiculous. Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Your your dreams came true. Mm-hmm. You're alone. Your that alone is an exhale. Yeah, gets rid of wrinkles. <laughs> no, seriously, it, it, right? Yeah, you know when people say stuff like they go, "Wow, you look years younger," and they're like, "Did you have any work done?" Yeah, no, yeah. I got a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, in some situations, that makes a, it's a like, yeah, it makes a huge change. It's a life a change. change. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what's yeah. <laughs> you said you grew up a certain way so like did you grow up out here or I did so I grew up I was born and raised in LA I grew up in Highland Park in a working class you know a Latino working class community uh my neighbors like they were you know one of the dads was a bartender mom was a stay-at-home mom another family um you know dad was uh I don't know what dad did but I know mom worked at Kaiser, at, at their mom worked at Kaiser, um, do, doing cleaning, you know, custodial work. Another neighbor mom was, um, you know, cleaned houses. My mom got to stay home, but my dad had like three jobs. So, okay. so yeah, so that's how that balanced out. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, my dad was pretty fun to hang out with when we were kids, when he would be home. Um, and my mom is pretty much the one who was there to do the hard work. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I worked three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You get, you get home and, and, you know, you're out and about. And that's what, you know, we all remember growing up. 
I mean, all four, I'm the oldest of four. And, you know, it was just the, the spontaneity. I think uh, from growing up, that's just what I really look back on with really happy memories is just, um, you know, my dad would be on a Wednesday or Thursday, hey, you guys want to go here this weekend, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like, and my mom would just get stuff ready and uh, Thursday night and Friday morning, and he would go to his morning job and then call out from his evening job. And then we would either stay home or leave right after school, like at 2.30 and, um, you know, head on, let's say, and go on a road trip somewhere. So that was, um, it was fun. You know, there were times when we, you know, slept in the car in some parking lot and whatever, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and there were times when, because there were, you know, we got lucky and got a, a nice room somewhere. Like, I mean, this one time we got, um, uh, I guess the funniest trip was to Calico and I'm going to bore you now only just, just so you can see like the extreme, right? Yeah. We went to a planned like, um, California road trip and that was like a week long. And so for some reason up in some Sacramento near Sacramento did you you get a hotel and you know we were heading up to the Redwood uh, forest or whatever and uh, we ended up having to stay in a parking lot in our van we uh, my dad drove we had a a big what are they the like those those econo econo lines yeah like a vanigan that has a little kitchenette in it that's the that's the VW those are those are cool we have one of those too but no no pops up yeah no 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 this our top that the one we had didn't pop up but we did travel in our in our volkswagen one Mm. it was a different the the kind like from the 70s like i think it was the 70s or 80s i don't know but you know they have like the the turning chairs in the middle yeah yeah yeah. it turns into a bed and there's like a little kitchen and i mean it was big it was it was nice yeah that's i think those are they're called econo lines Maybe, I don't know. But anyways, the thing was, you know, it was cool. And so we would travel like that, right? So we ended up having to stay in a parking lot. That was that trip. And that trip was kind of planned. So I don't know what happened, but it was fun. It was, you know, we, well, somewhere. You remember we, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember it. And then we went to this taffy shop somewhere out, out there. And Sacramento was kind of like a letdown. It wasn't what I expected it to be. <laughs> it was like, nothing what? There. <laughs> this is, yeah, exactly. It was like, what the hell? Anyways, um, Just a and then another governor. trip. <laughs> we went um out to calico and it was supposed to be a day trip just a day trip and so you know we get in the car and we head on out and my sister's my, my sister's name is Jacqueline she's yeah, so Jacqueline and I were the two oldest and we just didn't like it we didn't like it it was this crappy goes down and they charge for everything <laughs> and I just remember we complained to my dad and my mom and we're like oh my god like what is this right and so we get in the car and my dad's like, because it's a bust, right? For us, it was a bust. But not to him. No, to him, he was like, whatever. He was out of the house <laughs> driving around. And um, so what's it called? He, he's like, hey, do you want to go to Vegas? He told my mom. And my mom's like, no, no, we didn't even pack. You know, this is a day trip. You know, there's no clothes. But no, we're going home. And then he turns around and he's like, well, we can vote on it. And this guy, okay, I don't know, man. So we, we voted on it and we outvoted my mom. And so we drove to Vegas. And back in the day, there wasn't, I mean, I'm sure there were cell phones, but we could not afford one, right? 
So he would, when we would get to Vegas, it wasn't the first time we'd done this. When we get to Vegas, he would pull over and call from like a gas station and find a room. Mm. And so we ended up staying at the Tropicana. Yeah, either the Flamingo. It was one of those. The thing is, we get there. You know, he called. 15 minutes later, he's at the hotel. They tell him, oh, this room is no longer available, but we're going to upgrade you. Do you know where we ended up? Mm -hmm. In the suite. We ended up in the penthouse nice. with, with like the, the mirror walls and like the rock jacuzzi pool. I don't know what it was. Anyways, it was a blast. <laughs> See, like, you know, because he, like, he took a chance because he took a chance. You know, yeah. we were it was just a day trip. Then we went to Montgomery Wards. This is how long ago it was. I remember. Montgomery. Yeah, Wards. we went yeah. to Montgomery Wards in yeah. Vegas and we I'm got old. like clothes. We got like underwear and socks and, and it was a fun weekend. You know, and then we came home and he went to work and we went to school. <laughs> and so, so that's how it where, was. Where's Calico compared to? I don't know where that is, like compared to Vegas. Hold on. I'll Google it. I'll right never now. I'll never go to Calico, but I, it, it sounds like a like a yeehaw town. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, hold on. Do you remember? Do you remember when we went to Quartzsite? We stopped in Quartzsite. And, yes. Oh, yeah. Check this out. Yes, I, I had an episode with Manny uh-huh. and he actually he he's like you. I, I'm very appreciative of, uh-huh. you guys, of you guys. Um, He listens to my episodes because he'll tell me when I meet him to record uh, my 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 uh, music or whatever. Right. Uh-huh. So he said we had this uh, thing of one of my episodes, maybe like three weeks ago mm-hmm. was um, you wouldn't believe this if i wasn't there or something like that i forget what how the, what the title was oh was. i think yeah i remember which one okay yeah so so like when we went to my dad's when he was down by skid row and then there was like these yes i remember the, that right? episode. the mm-hmm. bed bugs okay mm-hmm. so um it's just funny to me when you, you say uh like you wouldn't believe this if i told this story people would be like yeah right he's full shit yeah. And you know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. think like, oh, he's just he he wants to pull the the race card or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you were there and we were in a court site, mm-hmm. Arizona, mm-hmm. and I went to get gas and they wouldn't give me uh, gas. I remember that. Chevron. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not a plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those towns, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Richard actually had to go in there and give money. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we got the gas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were, and they I, I'm not me. surprised. Yeah, it's kind of lame. But yeah, it's I'm not surprised. And this was what? You When you guys, uh, was it before you guys moved there or no? It would have to be after we moved there. No, it would have to be before. Before, right? Because I thought we were going to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it would have to be before. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a yeah. Yeehaw. It's crazy. It's crazy, <laughs> but you know what? There's a lot of that everywhere. Yeah, yeah. A for lot sure. of that. For it's, sure. You yeah. just have to a lot of people are uh the way I feel is most people are embarrassed by their country when they see it. And it's mm-hmm. someone of their own uh tribe. Yeah. Right? Because so, you don't want to believe that it's so prevalent. Right. Right. And it's so in your face. Right. Because so they, there's places you go to where it's not even 
there's no they don't care they know. don't care if you know they don't care if you feel it they they just don't care and, yeah um, yeah i told i told asia when we go like okay the other day she went or a couple weeks ago she wanted to go to ihop mm-hmm. and because uh, the kids can eat there and i told her i don't go to ihop you know why and mm-hmm. and it wasn't because it was one incident it was like several and so what i do is i tell her you go in you order your food because i don't need anyway mm-hmm. and then when you order your food i'll be outside and just text me and then i come in i think it's ridiculous but i'd rather be that way and my kids are safe than someone uh that without any you know scruples and morals yeah uh to gonna do say something, something you know or do something like i remember the chef we were at um one of them and their food was warm and my food was cold and my food wasn't cooked right right mm-hmm. but i'm not the kind of guy to give you my food back because then i know you're going to do something it, to it. yeah then right? you it becomes worse yeah yeah so mm-hmm. you know and i've been through you've seen me you know i've been through a we actually you were with me you guys were there uh at denny's in yeah. canyon country i think yep. right i then, will right? never forget that yeah and the kkk mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and people don't I, believe me i also remember we were driving up to san francisco do you remember the trip we took to san oh francisco? yeah i got pulled over why because <laughs> there it, we, we were all traveling at the same speed you that know? cost me like 600 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, why? I remember, you know, now I'm like way more aware. Yeah, this is my you know everyday I mean? life. Yeah. Like, yeah. People yeah. Pe- people yeah. think I'm full of it. And they're like, no, oh, yeah. it you is know, so. It, it's in your head. <laughs> yeah. Hang out with so... me for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's so real. Mm-hmm. It's so real. It's disheartening. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah, yeah I, I've seriously considered you know, moving to the islands or moving down to just, just out of the States because of the, you know, my situation Yeah. and just research that's been done and it's proven. It's a proven fact. Numbers don't lie. You know, science does not lie. And people of, you know, black people, black men do not do well in this country. They die um, at younger ages. Yeah, they, you know more more stress for yes. sure. Yes, yes, stress related um, um, illnesses. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. I think what a lot of people don't factor in is it doesn't have to be killed by the police. No, you can be harassed. It's society. You can, yeah, you can yeah. be. It depends on the person you are. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I, I had to get to a point where, and I have issues, but I had, I had to mm-hmm. get to a point where, like, when I go places. Like with Asia, we went to a grocery store mm-hmm. and she didn't believe me. And I kept telling her, I said, watch this. And I went over to the liquor aisle and I said, listen to the thing up, up there and mm-hmm. you're going to hear. And every one I went to, you, you hear, you know, da 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 on aisle six. So yeah. the, the security guard came up to me and he yeah. was like, do you need anything? I'm like, oh, are you going to buy it? And, and uh, he like looks at me and when, in the liquor aisle, well, there's a white guy in the liquor aisle. He didn't ask mm-hmm. him anything. Yeah, right? exactly. So, so how is that like me perceiving something? I'm not perceiving anything. I'm looking oh. at it for face value. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. let's not go too far off topic. Yeah, no. Like, I, <laughs> it's I a see, good conversation. You know, I'm definitely way more aware 
and now and not that and it's you know people can explain it and say oh it's because you're looking for it now but actually no it happens now you know yeah you would think in 2022 mm-hmm. it almost, almost 2023 mm-hmm. you would say and this is something else that blows my mind in in this day and age we brag about going to space we mm-hmm. brag about electromagnetic microscopes and how we can see you know through the depths of our skin and we talk about how many trillion uh synapses are in your brain and we people celebrate i don't but people celebrate neil grass tyson uh to Mm -hmm. me yeah nothing wrong with it but Mm -hmm. it's it's a flavor of the month he's not the only person in the world with an opinion and i say this wholeheartedly and i believe in science but i'm not run by science they make science is about making mistakes yeah right it's, they have hypothesized right that's it's a whole system right, exactly the mm-hmm. system so to me when you have a system <laughs> put it in the place it's like survival of the fittest um how do you say uh like a a whale eats fish fish eat you know yeah whatever, that, that kind yeah. of thing mm-hmm. um this system to me was set up for that racial way makeup it is for one to make another feel away, another one to feel away, because then they're subservient in their mind to to you. And I, the way I grew up, it's almost like after all the stuff I went through, the last thing I'm going to do is let somebody else that didn't go through anything think they're better than me. Mm-hmm. So if you're not strong mentally, uh, you will have stress i have stress but you would have 10 times that stress because it's really getting at you then you do substance then you get in trouble then you die Mm -hmm. right versus you know you have privileged kids that wouldn't have a care in the world but they have substance problems why because they don't connect because they actually realize i don't live in the real world just something is lacking you know yeah they're usually missing their parents because they're off working all the time so they can um have their lifestyle yeah you know it's just how it is yeah i work with those kids <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty sad yeah it is yeah. it is very sad so were you an introvert or an extrovert so i want to say i consider myself an introvert <laughs> growing up i feel i was an introvert um i still feel i live my life as an introvert um, some people might not agree with that. No, I, I think you are. That's how I feel. <laughs> I think you are. Were okay. you a good student? No. No. I'm not so a good student. Did you not like school or was it hard for you? You know, looking back, I think I just never really learned how to study, how to use my time wisely. You know, I was always the student who was like, procrastinating, rushing. Um, some of it might've been like performance anxiety and it's kind of like, okay, I don't know how to do this, right? Like, how am I supposed to do this, you know? And then at the end I would pull it off and I did okay. And so um, I think I think in my life, that's my one big, re- that's my one regret in my life actually, is I wish I would have been a better student. 
I'm not talking about just, you know, middle school, elementary. I'm talking about, you know, in, in you know, college and just in life in general, just being a better student, being more like present, present. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm kind of like that with my CSET. I, I yeah. got to the point where it was like, I keep taking this test and I won't say I slack off, but it was more like, is there really any importance to this? <laughs> because it, it feels like I'm wasting my time. And I know I'm not a bad student because when I went to college or back to college, um, I was older and I was working two jobs. Mm -hmm. So I made it a goal that if I'm paying money for this place, I better get a 3.5 or more. And I got a 3.89. Okay, that's good. Right. Yeah. So, but in high school, I was a C student because I didn't like where I was. I didn't like like the environment I was in, in my, at home. I worked already. And it again, I didn't see the importance because I was that kid that they give me math or whatever it is. And I can do something. But if it wasn't their way, it wasn't correct. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a rebel when it comes to that. It's like, just like life. It's like, why yeah. do you think there's only one way? When there's a multitude of ways to get from point A to point B. Amen. Mm -hmm. So now, when you got older and you changed, you obviously, you met Richard. Like, what were your interests before you got married? Um, so before I got married, um, I think back at that sometimes. And I was pretty a pretty boring person. I um, enjoyed reading a lot, going to museum, just things like that, hanging out with my with my parents. You know, like I said, I was the oldest. I was pretty much sheltered. I wasn't a partier. You know, I was not a person to go clubbing or anything like that. That wasn't for me. Now I know I couldn't do those things because I get anxiety. <laughs> in the clubs i get over i you know yeah over what is it stimulated stimulated yeah, yeah that's me so now i understand why i couldn't do those things um but i found other things to do you know I yeah I, I don't you know? i don't like um, being around crowds yes yes so like i would write i would read um hang out just you know just hang out with my friend um yeah, that was pretty much it. So I, I like listening to old music. Um, just, yeah, I was, I wasn't, I was trying to go to school, figure out what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be, you know, a lot of those sorts of things. When I think about these things now, right, the person who I am now, and I, I wanted to get married young. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get married. I wanted to have a few kids and be a housewife and become like a freaking Betty Crocker and just, you know, be happy and be a housewife and, and have a nice husband and, and just have a happy life. Right. And um, obviously well, there's a joke, what is it? If you want to make God laugh, plan your plan life, your life. Yeah. 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 So jokes on me. <laughs> Not yet. Well, momentarily, you know what? I don't even, I mean, yes, I guess you could say that, yeah. but it's not over. I, I could, ne I could never like, no, I summers. I mean, I don't work the summers because 
I want to spend them with, with Angelo, my son, when my son's name is Angelo, with Angelo. And, but once, you know, he's 16 and he doesn't want to know me at all, <laughs> then I will 15, start 14. Yeah, no, 16. All right. 16. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to start working the summers because just, you know, no, like the thought of just being at home and not having a plan or structure is a little overwhelming for me. Um, and I know that being like a stay at home mom, you have to have a structure because if not, your house won't function. But Thank I also you. now look at it as honestly, like I see everything my mom went through or, or did and still to this day does for us. Um, and I see other stay at home moms and how hard it is and really how unappreciated the job is. And I could not hang. I could not do that. So did you pick your career because of Angelo or because like it was what you wanted to do? So interestingly enough, I knew I always wanted to teach in some capacity. So I was always like a preschool teacher, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because I like the little ones. I don't like the, I don't like babies. I, I cannot oh, okay. work with babies. But like the four-year-olds, uh, that's like, you know, that's, that's my you. thing right there. Okay. So they're fun, they're interested in things and they're busy and it's just, you know, it's fun. Because of Angelo is actually why I uh, discovered that <laughs> there was a career that not only involved, you know, preschool, but also special ed. I never knew that, you know, uh, school districts by law had to provide a preschool setting right. an educational preschool setting for all three-year-olds you know be, kids between three and five I you know and so that is how I found out that this was existed and so because of Angelo is that I pursued the career I did um and it's one of the best things I could have done for myself and for him I am very happy with me myself who I am now and what I do and uh, you know people ask and you know do you change yes I change diapers you know why because special needs children need to be changed because yeah. they are there's a reason why they're in my classroom do I you know help with uh, speech do I deal with kids who tantrum do I deal with children who hit me and bite me and throw things at me and yes I do you know because we're in the that same is field Mm -hmm. I said we're in the same field yes and yeah. you work with the older ones yeah you know and, and yeah and it's life and these are children who live in our communities these are children who need support you know and um and I've found and it's it's very fulfilling um but it's also you know I've received so many unexpected um recognitions by people who come into my classroom who have heard of me who you know word of mouth travels and you know and that's good and who are like you know you you know you, you it's great that this is where I need to be this is my thing that's this, awesome yeah it is you know it is
You know how I'm, I'm in a different district now, right? <laughs> yes. So I've been there, I guess this November will be a year, even though I was gone for like January to March and then December. So four months because I started there in November and then at the very end. Mm-hmm. And then we had um, it was the week, I think the week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then we went to break. Yeah. Right. Then I came back from break and ended up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. so i technically it'll be like say april till now is how long i've worked there and word of mouth i've already had four different people from different schools stop me in on the road um picking up their kids from a different school than mm-hmm. i'm at mm-hmm. and they're all like uh there was a girl a little girl i i was at her class i guess last november for one day her mom works there and her mom came up to me and said, you're Mr. Todd. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, my daughter wanted me to say hi to you for her. And I was thinking, huh? Because I just started at that school. Mm-hmm. And, and it ended up being when she said it, she said, you had her in fourth grade in November. And she said that you were teaching Spanish and that even though you didn't know Spanish, you were using your phone and translating. And she said you were fun and you were just a really good teacher. And like you, I didn't go there thinking that I'm Mm -hmm. just, it's just who I am. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's how you are. Cause I worked next to you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think it, when you relate it to like the energy thing and all that, it's just a certain type of person that, that does this. Yes. It's not for everyone. And I, you know, I have people come through my classroom, like assistants who are like, oh, this is what I want to do. They're so cute. Oh my God, mm-hmm. they're so adorable. Yeah. Try and it, you, yeah. And that's not why. That's not yeah. why why we do it. That's not why you do it. Yeah. And then, you know, and then like two, three days in and, and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, and then you kind of have to, uh, you know, nicely tell them that this is probably not the best place for them and that maybe the older students in mm. gen ed <laughs> would be a more appropriate mm-hmm. setting for them because like yeah this is uh, not for everyone <laughs> i'm curious so how do you think i did in 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 there well we called you back right <laughs> no we called you, yeah. Yeah, a few yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a few times. Not just to yeah. my room, but to the run next door. Yeah. You know, you. and that's a, that's not just a, a teacher decision. That is a, uh, at least at my side, uh, it's a, a team decision. So TAs are involved because like, yeah. I'm sure you saw in the classroom, it's not necessarily a, um, if you go to, to, I think typical classrooms, it's like, okay, the TA is, you know, stapling things and, you know, yeah, grading, doing, papers, yeah, grading or... papers and really not too much engagement unless she's running a small group to support a lesson and the teacher is kind of like running the show. Yeah. I'm sure that maybe you noticed in, in our classrooms that it's a team effort. Yeah. Everybody and had a role. Everyone has a role. They know where they need to be, who they need to work with. And, um, anticipate you know any behaviors being triggered and just you know be on 
We have to be on um, all the time. Um, And it's a team effort. So we called you back because you were up to par. There are people that we do not call back. (laughs) There are people who are like, yeah, you're going to sharpie them in black off of that list because that's not for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's across the board through a lot of special ed, but I know that yeah. in, in, for us with the little ones, it's, it's even more so. Yeah. And you know, it's weird people. Um, they think I'm crazy because they're like, how many, you've done this for 23 years. And yeah, you know, it didn't feel that way at first. And then as time went on, uh, you know, you go through your, you know, and I think that's why you have the summer off. Um, mm-hmm. I don't get paid during the summer. So, no. so yeah. for me, it's um it's harder yeah but but you know you do your thing and you know you figure out your what you're doing yeah but for me to come back obviously I care about what I do right mm-hmm. and and it's like you said um you again that energy you put out um it's going somewhere yeah so if you could tell your younger self one thing what would you tell her? I think I would tell my younger self not to be in a rush to take my time in getting to know myself and investing in myself that uh, not to put too much weight into what other people's opinions of me were at the time. Honestly, I, I wish that back when I was a young adult, the um, term um, um, self-talk, positive self-talk oh, yeah. was a term that we were um, using at the time, you know, because we can be our own worst critics and be so hard on ourselves. You know, the worst thing to do mm-hmm. is in the morning to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I tend to, I know it sounds bizarre, but I tend to go in the bathroom and take my shower. Mm-hmm. And when I get out of the shower, which now I'm awake, right? And I feel refreshed, hopefully, even if you're tired and you dry off, you it's like a spark of beginning, like your body's water. Yeah. You, you know, but it depends on the person, like how you believe, if you believe in that, but you know what I mean? Like you get water, it's still going into your skin mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you wake up and you look in the mirror and then you're like, then I have that post-it um, above the mirror that says, don't let anything stop you today. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another one in the garage that says smile at the haters (laughs) you know um it just depends on whatever it is but that's that self-talk that you have to you know it's not about being like conceited or anything it's just a matter of valuing who you are yeah yeah and not not letting the world get into your head it will it will but yes you you have to be able to know they're not in your life exactly because you know because it's there you know like i said we're our own worst critics and you know um you know one of the things well some of the things like that um i kind of read and that has stuck with me is whenever i find myself you know while you're driving and you start you get into your head or you know you're laying in bed and you can't fall asleep and you're just thinking right and you're just like uh you know I should have said this, or I should have done that, or, you know, maybe next time I'll do it that way or whatever. And to just switch it off and tell yourself, 
Now, would I be talking to my best friend this way? What would I tell her or him? How would I phrase this and talk to myself that way? And it just switches, nice. you know? And yeah, it does. You're, you're now using um, kind of what we were talking about before. Like if you say someone inspired you, and they just inspired you by saying, because I did this once before, and I and now I don't because uh, cancel culture, I think, got me there. I used to say just like random things to people. And I remember once I was walking uh, down my road and just walking. And I saw someone that, at the corner, and they looked like just sad. All I said was, if you hide your smile, then you look sad. It's mm -hmm. free. And I said, it's free. And she turned around and had this big smile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you, she made somebody else smile. Yeah. Right. Because mm -hmm. she's going to tell somebody what happened. Yeah. Right. And it's like how you're saying. So like you're paying it forward through that feeling. Yeah. How many years were you married? I was married 13 and a half years. Wow. So we were... I was with this person uh, for 15 and a half years, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a long half. time. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, I, I met him when I was 21. Yeah, I met him when she was 20. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So mm. it's your whole adulthood. I mean, it's for me, you know, I, I it's your whole, yeah. It was, it's a big part of who i am yeah i know? wonder when i talk to you i always mm -hmm. wonder like i hear you and i'm like wow there's so many similarities like you met him 21 she met me at 20 mm -hmm. he's older than you i'm older than her mm -hmm. you said uh you didn't know about life she didn't know about life mm -hmm. uh you wanted to be a housewife she wanted to be a housewife it's interesting uh, right yeah and and then i keep thinking and then how did yours turn out <laughs> and what's happening with me uh -huh. right and i think to myself wow and i keep you know so like i said before even though i work with you and you know with angelo mm -hmm. i still learn because i listen and mm -hmm. when i listen to you i go hmm so what went wrong what am i doing similar to what he did Mm -hmm. And when I don't find it, then I go, okay, we're okay. And when I find similar qualities, where if does she feel sheltered because she doesn't go out or whatever it is, uh -huh. I listen, I'm like, I always feel deep inside, like there's going to be that boom, uh, explosion of I need growth. I want to explore my life. I'm getting older, I, mm -hmm. whatever you went through, right? Yes, and, but right? Mm -hmm. go, go ahead. But I think that right now, you know, parenthood changes you and it changes your priorities and it changes what's important and it changes your focus. At least for me, it has. Mm -hmm. And so for most other women, I think not necessarily exactly like me, we're all, you know, differently, you know, we're not identical, but I think um, it's fulfilling I could have seen myself being fulfilled, you know, with a couple, few kids and being happy and being, I mean, there's, you know, life, it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Okay. 
there's um a, this guy I, I listened to for a while and his thing you know his whole thing was like you know the white picket fence has um splinters <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's, it's still stuck in the dirt <laughs> yeah yeah and, it, and it's you know there's still yeah. weeds growing on it yeah you know but I mean but it's still you know it's 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 um how can I explain it like it life is not perfect life no. is life is the way we make the best of what we have we work with what we have okay and that's appreciation of life yes i i think so you know I'm, I'm great i'm grateful for the life i have uh there was a moment in time when i was not you know i was i you know and it was a rough rough time in my life but i look back now the purpose of all of that was to get to where i am now and that's god or yeah. energy pulling you whichever you believe in well thank you for being on the show and uh you gave a lot of solutions and these are great stories and i might put this in two parts because i don't know if you realize it but you did two hours it's yeah fun. it was good yeah. yeah thank you well thank you for having me yeah and thank you for, yeah. for the yeah. time this is stories and solutions i am mr todd i thank you for your time be easy 